Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the astronaut for being mad that my husband let us buy a possibly haunted house? Oh, like legit. That's terrifying. We're in our early 30s with kids. We decided to sell our home and upgrade to a bigger one. We were looking for houses a couple of months and finding it frustrating. Got outbid on one we really liked. Then my husband told me his coworker was selling his house and thought we might be interested. Me and my husband went over for dinner, had a good time, and got a good look at the house. It met everything we were looking for. We decided to go forward and enter negotiations about buying the house and moved in in July. Living in the house has been nice so far. However, I recently ran into the co-worker's wife at the supermarket and we were chatting about the house. I mentioned I'm starting to decorate for the fall and she said, The spooky decorations will make the ghosts feel at home. And laughed. I was very confused and asked her what she meant, and she seemed equally confused. She said she and the kids had weird experiences, bad nightmares, doors slamming, other weird noises, creepy auras in the house, and that they thought it was haunted. She assumed that my husband had mentioned that to me, and we were on the same page that we didn't care. Well, we were not on the same page. My husband never told me. For background, my husband is a very skeptical and rational man. I confronted him and he said he didn't tell me because one, his co-worker said he'd never experienced anything, so it was just the wife and kids, and two, he knew that I would get irrational and be scared even though the house is perfect for us. Three, ghosts are not real anyway. He insisted that he did not withhold information about the house itself. It was just irrelevant information about the co-worker's family and their beliefs. I am infuriated that he let us buy this house without telling me. I now feel scared in my own home. I don't feel safe here at night anymore and every noise puts me on edge. I have been looking for a sale on cameras so we can record inside the house and see if we identify if any spirits are visiting. I also told our children about it so they can be safe and aware, but my husband is mad at me because they're scared now too. I am hoping that the previous family was either hallucinating, but with both the wife and kids, or that the spirits traveled with them to their new house. I'm not sure what I will do if they are actually here. My husband is not being very considerate of my fears and just keeps insisting that ghosts are not real. He says I have no right to be mad and throw our family into turmoil over this. I know what he believes, but it's not what I believe. And he put us into this situation. Am I the ass cannot? Yeah. I mean, my, my deal on this is that if it is something that makes your your spouse feel unsafe, then it needs to be something that you take seriously, whether or not you believe in that kind of thing. If it is something that makes your spouse feel unsafe, take it seriously. It doesn't matter. You don't have to believe it. Um, and, you know, the previous family, I'm trying to look where where the kids were told here. 
Oh, I also told our children about it so they can be safe and aware, but my husband is mad at me because they're they're scared now too. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about telling the kids. I think I would want some kind of validation. I would want to see something myself before having that conversation. But also, I mean, if you're pretty convinced that that things really did happen there before and you want them to be safe. I, uh, but it seems like, you know, hubby was intentionally withholding the information and that is information about the house. I mean, he can try to rationale his way out of this and say it was just about their beliefs, but it's not. It's something that is a belief that was tied to the house. I feel like that's withholding information. I feel like it's an, it's an asshole move on his part because it's something that she's genuinely concerned about now and concerned enough to tell her kids and that if nothing else, maybe she shouldn't have done it but it gives you an indicator of how scared she is by the prospect of that kind of thing happening. Gosh, there was a, there was a movie we watched candy thunder where um, these people bought this really nice house and it uh, ended up being haunted and everybody in the neighborhood, the watcher, but they thought it was haunted, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I can't imagine putting my, putting candy thunder in a situation where she didn't feel safe and withholding information from her, That would make her feel unsafe and then something happening, right? I I can't imagine that happening. So the question here is, am I the astronaut for being mad that my husband led us by by a possibly haunted house? Uh, You can't be an asshole for feeling something, right? So the question here is, am I the astronaut for being mad? And no, I don't think you're the astronaut for being mad. What you do with that information is where you could potentially be the asshole or not. And maybe telling the kids is something that you shouldn't have done. Um, But again, I think it's an indicator of, of how how scared she actually was about all of this and how seriously she took it. The big problem here is that you have an imbalance and you have, you have, you've got an imbalance. You're going to have messy communication. Now you've got one parent saying this is absolutely not real. And, uh, and, and you shouldn't care. And then you've got the other saying that, that yes, this is real and you definitely should take it seriously. And those two parents have to get on the same page and develop some kind of plan here because the additional confusion for the kids is just going to heighten and muddy things. And for that, yeah, for that, they get the everyone sucks here for not coming to some kind of agreement about how to handle this with the kids. What you have known or felt from the home to that point, I'm sure that plays into into anything as well. But she hadn't said anything before this. She hadn't had any kind of experiences. So uh, we have had some stories before and we've had people people pop in and say, you know, house ghosts don't follow people. I don't know. I'm not well versed in that kind of thing. I do know that uh, that my folks used to go down to like Crescent hotel and Eureka Springs and, and do other kind of ghostly experiences. Like they would like to do those kind of things. Um, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Candy Thunder says, no, she would not, not do it. But I know that my mom would, uh, would before they leave, would, would tell, tell the spirits that sh- they couldn't come with her before she got in the car. Like that was a ritual kind of thing to let them know. So I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. I don't know, you know, how, how, um, how valid it is. I don't know. I, I mean, all of this is possible. Anything is possible here, but I think it comes down to one person not taking the other person's feelings seriously. And she's allowed to be mad about that. That's understandable. Um, When it comes to communicating it to the kids, that's a completely separate thing. And this one is from uh, the AITA subreddit as well, and it is titled, Am I the Askinaut for Ruining Thousands of Kids Halloween and Not Feeling Bad About It? Oof. Thousands? Damn. 
All right, here we go. I live in a large neighborhood, about 90 houses. We are what's considered the rich neighborhood. So our neighborhood has always been a hotspot for trick-or-treaters. We used to get about 700 to 1,000 kids a year. Holy shit. Yeah. What do we have? What do we have last year? You remember? Yeah. That's, that's a lot. It's a lot of kids. She said three to 500 is what we had last year. I've always loved getting trick-or-treaters because my kids are teens now and don't trick-or-treat anymore. But in the last four years, it's gotten ridiculous. There's thousands of kids and their parents flooding the streets, people with hay in their rigs, carrying kids around, trampling yards, littering candy wrappers everywhere, and the amount of small children walking around by themselves is appalling. People from the neighboring town of 30,000 people take their kids to my neighborhood. I was annoyed, but I never really did anything about it until two years ago. My daughter tripped and broke her arm. We didn't think it was a break, but we wanted to go to the ER anyway to get it checked out. And there were so many people in our neighborhood we couldn't get out. There were cars everywhere, lining the streets, parked in people's yards. It was horrible. We had to wait until everyone left about 1 a.m. to go to the hospital. My daughter had to wait in pain for hours. At that point, I was done. I contacted the neighborhood community and we managed to get some folks, cops mostly, to stand at the gate with a list and only let in certain people. Folks that live there, family members, friends. If you wanted to get in, you had to be close to someone in the neighborhood. It was great. There were only about 300 kids in the neighborhood and after that there was barely any trash. And we're doing it again this year. I recently told my sister what I have done and she got really angry. When we were kids, we had to trick-or-treat in other neighborhoods because we lived in a trailer park with no other kids. She told me I was a horrible person for ruining thousands of kids Halloween but honestly I'm not too broken up about it it was a hazard if there was a fire or an emergency no one would be able to get in to help when I was a kid there were never any cars lining the streets the residents could get out if they wanted it was never dangerous I don't think I'm in the wrong but I've always respected my sister's opinion am I the astronaut? Info, there was no one in the cars. They were parked in the middle of the road and in yards, so there was no way for me or an ambulance to get through unless every driver in that neighborhood at the same time went to their cars at the same time and drove out. My daughter was 13 and in that awkward phase where she doesn't want to bother anyone for help and said it didn't hurt that bad. Um, I mean, you feel like our girls at 13 would, would just deal with a broken arm and not want to bother anybody about it? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I don't think that awkward phase is not wanting to to uh, be a, a trouble to anybody. Um, yeah. Thoughts here. What do you think? Um, the hazard part of it, I can understand being being upset about uh, the hazard part. Like emergency vehicles have to be able to get in. They have to. And and the right. If if it is a hazard, it needs to be throttled somehow, either with some kind of signage saying you cannot park your cars in the street or no parking allowed or whatever the case is. And and they kind of took the extreme route on it and said, we're making this an exclusive thing where you have to be on the list to get in. And that is the extreme. And yes, a lot of kids are going to be disappointed. A lot of parents are going to be disappointed, but there are other neighborhoods. There are other houses. This isn't the only place to go trick or treat. And if it is, they definitely need to be allowed to to throttle it and control it in some way. We have the opposite problem or have had the opposite problem as a a younger neighborhood with a lot of new development that's gone on in our neighborhood. We recently just got filled up, really. Um, you know, we're we're as a as a neighborhood community trying to make sure that people put us on their route because 
you know, not enough people knew about us ahead of time. I think it's an NTA. Ultimately, it's an NTA. I'll go ahead and go there. It's an NTA because there's they had to do something. This is just the thing that they chose to enact. If they put signs up that said you can't park here, then the story would be, am I the astronaut for putting signs up that says you can't park here? So they'd park somewhere else and walk over. They had to do something about it. It was a hazard. And and it was proven that it was a hazard. The people who park in the middle of the street and just leave their cars there, they're the assholes in this scenario, 100%. Title of this story is, Am I the Askinaut for kicking my boyfriend's girl best friend out of my Halloween party because of her costume? Hi everyone, I'll cut to the chase. I, 19 female, had a Halloween party over the weekend. I invited my boyfriend, 21 male, and a bunch of our friends over, including his girl best friend. I will call her Agatha. My boyfriend and I had decided to dress up as Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. If you haven't seen the costume, the guy wears a shirt that says Peter Peter and the girl dresses as a pumpkin because... Well, you know, <laughs> I was pretty excited just because I thought it was a funny and cute costume. Agatha texted me the night before the party and asked what my costume was going to be. I explained the couple's costume my boyfriend and I would be wearing and she replied that she would probably just come as a sexy cat. Fast forward to the night of the party. Everyone is having fun and it's a nice time. Well, it was until Agatha walked in dressed as a pumpkin. Oh, shit. Okay. And with the context of the Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater thing, like this is definitely crossing the line here, right? She went over and hugged my boyfriend. I swear the room went silent. I was pissed. I asked if I could speak with her privately, and we went into the bedroom. Oh, hold up. So they're both dressed as pumpkins right now, right? <laughs> was there a pumpkin fight? Please tell me there was a pumpkin fight. I asked her why she chose the costume since she knew the details of the joint costume between my boyfriend and I. She said she didn't see the big deal and thought it would be a better group costume. Mm, I need a bullshit button. We'll just use a red flag button. I told her I didn't think it was funny and I would prefer that she change. I offered her a witch costume that she could borrow for the night. She turned red and started to yell that I don't get to control what she wears. I told her that she was disrespecting my relationship by insinuating that my boyfriend and her are getting together. She kept screaming about how it was funny and I needed to lighten up. I ended up asking her to leave. She stormed out of the house and I returned to the party. The mood had shifted and the night felt ruined. My boyfriend agrees that she crossed the line and is planning on cutting her off completely but a few of our friends are saying that i was being dramatic and i should have let her stay i guess i'm just wondering am i the astronaut there's an update but we're going to talk about this first so so as of right now what are your thoughts right now i am at 100 percent in t a because she knew the context if she didn't know why or she didn't know the dirtiness behind the costumes it would be a different conversation, but it was all explained to her. The adult theme of the costume was explained to her, and that's why she showed up dressing as a pumpkin. And yeah, you don't get to control what she wears, but you do get to control if she stays in your house or not, and that's the right that you exercised. You kicked her ass out, and she can't say shit about that. Also, whenever she showed up and hugged your boyfriend dressed as a pumpkin, given what he was wearing and the whole room fell silent, that tells you everything you need to know. Everybody thought it was inappropriate. Everybody, everybody knew 
It's not Peter Peter Two Pumpkins Eater. This is an NTA for me. Friend has issues or wants to to bag boyfriend. I, I think everybody's planning to cut her off or cutting her off. What does planning to cut her off mean? Yeah, he's planning to cut her off, but but yeah, it's like, hey, I'll, I'll cut her off. Or there's, uh, she gets cut off. Let's dive into the update. Are you ready? <laughs> Tony Spark, you said, uh, if that's the case, they need to dress as pineapples instead of pumpkins, which would be accurate. Update. Well, I have an update. I meant to post one a few months ago, but I really needed time to process the events that occurred after this whole ordeal. I'm glad I waited, though, because y'all need to hear this one. Many people pointed out that my boyfriend must be sleeping with Agatha since she went absolutely bonkers for seemingly no reason. I thought since he immediately took my side and blocked her on everything that you were wrong. Okay, it wasn't a plan to block her. He did block her. Got it. Well, it was me who was wrong. It turns out that Agatha and my boyfriend have been sleeping together for months and they were just really good at hiding it until she decided that she didn't want to be his mistress anymore. And I'm guessing that's when the pumpkin costume came out. I found this out when I was at his house and hanging out in his room. He was showering after a workout and I heard this vibrating noise. He had taken his phone and mine was right next to me so I couldn't figure out what it was. I opened his bedside table drawer and found a second phone. My gut told me that something wasn't right. Why would he have a second phone? It didn't take me long to guess his password. One, two, three, four. Really? maximum effort and my fears were confirmed there was a missed call from agatha i looked through the messages and found out the truth not only had they been sleeping together she recently found out that she was pregnant this was the reason she pulled the stunt on halloween she was trying to force his hand i also saw that he was messaging other girls as well I was completely devastated. After his shower, he found me grabbing all of my belongings and putting them into a bag. He asked why I was leaving and I told him because we were finished. I threw his phone on the bed and he looked like he was going to vomit. He started pleading with me to hear him out, but I didn't want to hear it. He could have all those other girls. I didn't want him anymore. He followed me out of the house shaking and crying. He even followed me all of the way out to my car trying to block my path. I went over the grass around him and didn't look back. He sent me a long message about how he never wanted to hurt me, that he wanted me back, and how he was using his work phone to text all of these women so I wouldn't find out. Is that supposed to help him in this scenario? That was that was really helpful. I sent his boss a nice little message about how company property was being misused, and I saw on LinkedIn he no longer works for that company anymore. Ooh, he is blocked on everything now. I hope him and Agatha have a magical life with their baby. Oh, I heard through the grapevine that he got one of the other women pregnant too. Damn, them pumpkin seeds are strong with this boy. I'm glad I dodged that bullet. As for me, I am currently in therapy working on my trust issues and learning how to love myself again after this situation. I have been putting myself out there again and have cut contact with anyone who knew what was happening behind my back. That's a damn good idea. Thank you for all the love and support. That's it. That's that's what his Halloween costume should have been. It should have been Nick Cannon. Her boyfriend asked on one. Absolutely. Oh, wrong button. I'm sorry. Let's try that. The wheel of Ascon one is where he ended up. Uh, that's definitely an Ascon one thing to do. I don't know why why he blurted out the whole "I was using my work phone so you wouldn't find out." Like, yeah, I was like, uh, "Babe, I tried to do it without hurting you." <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's good, I guess. No, that that doesn't help anything at all. And but him him revealing that it was his work phone and uh, you turning him in for that, you do you do. No. Why am I hitting the wrong buttons? You do get the petty confetti for that, uh, which is a good thing. 
I that is I, I'm glad that you were able to take some kind of action because, you know, as I'm sure his employers don't want him doing that kind of shit. And to find out that he was he was seeing multiple women, has impregnated multiple women at the same time. Dude, control yourself. It's the great the great pumpkin patch, Charlie Brown. Like what I don't understand what this guy's doing. We forgot this one. This one is an absolute for certain he gets the Brozo Award for just the password of one, two, three, four. Come on, bro. I'm not advocating that you cheat. I'm not advocating that you hide things. But if you're going to do something, at least try to do a good job at it. My goodness. <sighs> Idiot. But the fact that he did this in the first place and, and kept it from her and then knew knew that Agatha was pregnant. And that's why she pulled the stunt that she did. And he knew during that time that she was pregnant with the whole pumpkin stunt. And then he still didn't want to be with Agatha. He wanted to be with his girlfriend op here um at least as the girlfriend he wanted you know to sample everything else that was out there so The story now is, am I the astronaut for matching Halloween costumes with my friend despite his girlfriend asking me not to? 21 female have been friends with Josh, 21 male, since we were kids. Our moms were friends growing up, and we were pretty much raised together. We have continued to stay best friends through all these years, and both attend the same college. A year ago, Josh started seeing a girl, Lydia, 21 female, and it eventually developed into a relationship. They have been officially dating for six months. I never met her when they were just talking because he didn't know where the relationship was going, and obviously the times they were hanging out, it was a no-clothes party, and I didn't want to interrupt. Understandable. When they started dating, he introduced us ASAP because I'm his best friend. At first, I thought it was just shyness because I'm a close friend of his, so you obviously want to get along with your partner's best friend. But it became clear very quickly that she just had a problem with our friendship. This past Saturday, there was a Halloween party at our friend's Lydia was bringing a friend and told Josh that she and her friend would be doing a matching costume. So Josh asked me if we wanted to do a costume together. We decided to go as Steve and Robin from Stranger Things. I guess on Friday he told her this was happening and suddenly her tune changed and she wanted to do a couple's costume. He saw what she was doing and told her no. So she then texted me asking if I would change my costume. I said no because I already spent my money and I didn't know if I could return it. Plus, I'd have to scramble for another costume. All of a sudden, I started getting spammed from random numbers. Probably her friends calling me all sorts of names. Literally might die of suffocation, so I'm going to open this for a moment. Getting very steamy in there, but the screen was getting very hard to see. The whole time Saturday, she was sulking, and one of her friends seemed to be consoling her the whole night. Josh is telling me we didn't do anything wrong, but I feel like he's biased since he's my friend. Am I the astronaut? Edit, I don't plan on telling him about the text. None of them were malicious or scary, just mean-spirited. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Edit, after reading some of your comments, I plan on telling Josh after class today when we meet up for lunch. I told Josh, of course, as many of you predicted, he is unsurprisingly really upset with her. But again, Josh is going to come over so we can talk about the text more since I showed it to him very quickly because I have a lecture after lunch. Okay, the question here was, am I the astronaut for matching Halloween costumes with my friend despite his girlfriend asking me not to? Ladies and gentlemen, it's just in this time so I can use his intro. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Spark! Come on up here, man. What do you think about this? Hi. Um, I don't think this one is as, like, malicious. 
atrocious as the last one was. Right. But I think there's still a little bit of the hidden, like, like, I understand you guys have been friends forever, but the way you're kind of approaching it, maybe you maybe have feelings for him to where you're kind of not, you know, you don't understand why, like, why it's a big thing, right? Yeah, because it's the friends are going together as a couple's costume, right. but yet the girlfriend is not part of the couple's costume, which that seems a little weird on his part, too, that he would want to do the couple's costume with not his girlfriend. I, um, You know, it was it was weird that she didn't care until the, the girlfriend didn't care until they were going as a couple's costume, the two of them. So it's like she yeah. she knew she decided not to do a couple's costume with the boyfriend. Once she found out that they were doing it, then she started caring. And, and you know, if if I were a boyfriend in this situation, having knowing that my girlfriend was going as a couple's costume with one of her friends to oh. something that I was going to, too, I would, well, I I would probably... I would, I would be, I would not be okay with it, or I'd feel some, some kind of way about it. And the friend here, so okay, so it's okay for her to do a matching costume well, with her too. friend, yeah. But her friends were sending the random, like her friends were the ones yeah. coming after her too. So maybe, maybe her friends didn't understand that she had also said she was going with someone first in that costume. I don't know. I should have picked a different story to give feedback on because I'm a little well, lost on this one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I here, Here's my deal. Here, Here's. I agree. Too many questions left unanswered yeah. on this. I agree with that. My official opinion on here, though, is if you have a friend and they start dating someone, there is there is like a there is a slower respect earning process. I mean, you have to take things slower. You have to be more careful. You probably have to ask permission or. Or make sure that that person is okay with you doing certain things with your friend because your friend is, I don't know. Um, I, I, it feels like, you know, if I were if I were besties with a girl and she was dating a guy, I would have to be like, hey man, uh, you know, we're looking at doing this thing. I don't want you to feel weird. So are you cool with that? And I would want to do that first as a sign of respect, not just for the boyfriend, but for my best. You know what I mean? Otherwise, this is kind of a, you get, you're hypocritical if you say that, you're going to do something that he can't do, but I think it comes down to no matter what, OP, if this is your bestie and you want to remain besties with him, you're going to have to learn to play nice with his girlfriend. That is true, though. Robin and Steve were BFFs in Stranger Things, so that's on And brand. they were just friends and they weren't together, right? I mean, yeah. she said that she, Lydia was bringing a friend and told Josh that she and her friend were doing a matching costume. So he was kind of out of the loop. I don't know. <laughs> A creepy, true story. This happened to a friend of mine. She told me about it a year ago. We'll call her Minji. Minji is in her late 20s and she works as an English tutor in South Korea. One evening a few years ago, she was tutoring a high school boy. They were up studying pretty late and the buses stopped running. Being a long way from his house, the boy asked if he could crash on her floor overnight and get the first bus in the next morning. Minji was very reluctant because inviting a teenage male student to stay the night didn't sound like a great idea, but he was begging her and eventually she relented. They went back to her one-room apartment and she got into the bed while he laid a blanket out on the floor and they both fell asleep. A few hours later, maybe at 2 a.m., the boy wakes Minji up. I'm really hungry, he says. Let's go get some food. Minji opens her eyes and looks up at him in disbelief. Food? Now it's 2 a.m. Go back to bed. But the student insists. No, I'm so hungry. Let's go eat something now. 
She tells him that there's some ramen in the kitchen and he can fix himself some. This doesn't satisfy him. He doesn't want ramen. There's a 24-hour place just down the road. Let's go there. Eventually, after several minutes of persuasion, the boy gets Minji to come with him to the restaurant. They leave the apartment and head out. As soon as they're on the street, the boy turns to Minji and says, I'm not hungry. I woke up in the middle of the night and looked under your bed. There's a man sleeping there. They call the police and discover that a homeless man had been living in Minji's apartment, sleeping under her bed for over two months. The boy only saw him because he was lying on the floor, so he had a clear view under the bed. The police arrested the man, and thankfully, there were no other issues, but that's by far the creepiest thing that's ever happened to anyone I know. Y'all, this ain't ghosts. This ain't monsters. This isn't, this, this, this is just disturbing. <laughs> the the creepy story man i mean thank goodness that the the student persisted and and wouldn't give up on um, getting her out of there in some way but can you imagine like this did not go at all the way i thought it was going to go and at first you know i'm like the tutor is falling for something bad here like never take a student back to your house ever 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 but in this case thank goodness she did because that's the only way she found out that there was a homeless guy living under her bed and how 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 did this guy remain like a hundred percent completely quiet that whole time and her not notice at all that is wild wild it was two months he was there for over two months Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> got it some of it it's everywhere All right, this is a follower-submitted trick-or-treat story. Let's go for it. Am I the astronaut for refusing to give candy to teenage trick-or-treaters? Hey, Team Thunder, I'm a Spotify listener and a big fan. The title of my story may immediately make me seem like the astronaut, but let me explain. I love Halloween. I love everything about it. The spooky decorations, the costumes, the movies, the music, the candy, all of it. And I go all out every year. I have accumulated close to $3,000 worth of decorations over the years. Skeletons, fog machines, headstones, animatronics, lighting with effects. We even have a ghost on a zip line that flies overhead. We're not the only ones who go all out in our neighborhood. So we've become one of those destination neighborhoods for trick-or-treaters. We get overrun every year. The streets are packed. It's a nonstop line of trick-or-treaters from sunset till 10 p.m. Last year, we had over 500 trick-or-treaters and ended up spending almost $500 on candy. In previous years, we had just as many trick-or-treaters but didn't spend nearly that much on candy. Everything has just gotten more expensive. This year, it looks like everything is getting even more expensive. It's been a tough year for us and I can't afford to spend $500 on candy again, let alone the even higher amount that it would be this year. I just can't. So I'm planning to cap the age of trick-or-treaters that I'm willing to give candy to at the age of 12. I feel like past the age of 12, you're a teenager, and while you may still enjoy getting dressed up and having fun on Halloween, the door-to-door trick-or-treating is more suited to younger kids. I don't know that this will... I don't know that this will for sure solve our problem. We may still run out of candy and end up having to give kids celery sticks. Not really, but you know what I mean. I pitched this plan to my family and received mixed reviews. My wife is all for it because she knows that we can't afford to spend that much on candy again. And she's seen how much more expensive the candy is this year. Our kids, who are 14, 13, and 8, aren't as understanding. 
I should note that our older two kids were too cool to go trick-or-treating last year, which supports my logic. I think they're worried about some kid they know showing up and getting turned away. And I understand the potential for embarrassment. They think that we should give out candy freely and just put the out of candy sign up when we run out. But I feel like that's even worse because it affects the little kids too, not just the older kids. Am I the astronaut here? What can I do differently? Well, damn. Caden Thunder, what did you say here? Gonna have to buy more candy. <laughs> You're like, just go broke. <laughs> Support the stranger children that you're never going to see again in your life. I can attest. There's no such thing as cheap candy now. There is no such thing. Even the cheap stuff, because I took Navy Thunder to Walmart the other day and we were we were going ahead and grabbing some to prepare. And the cheap stuff that I was looking for is in bags that they say there's like 30 pieces of for six bucks. And I'm looking at this bag and I'm like, there's no way in hell this bag is worth six bucks. The only way with the math maths properly is if you get the gigantic bags with like 200 to 300 pieces in it and you get the bulk value there. Um, otherwise, it legitimately just did not make any sense at all. I don't know if it is just this year, like way more expensive or what the deal is, but it feels like it's way more expensive. Maybe that's just the pivot for me becoming like an old crotchety man. I don't know. But I'm like, damn, stuff is expensive now. Either more, it looks about the same at, at Sam's Club. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have gone candy shopping yet this year, but it's expensive. It is expensive. Uh, you're probably going to end up having to turn the porch light off and putting the sign out like it's going to happen. And, um, and somebody made a really good point that the younger kids are going to be out earlier anyway. So just run full at it. Run full at it. When you run out, you run out. I ran it. We ran out last year and I had to make a run to, uh, to Dollar General. Um, and was I could barely get back into our neighborhood to get back to the house because it was so crowded to replenish our candy to be able to give to people. It was it was yeah, it's a stressful moment. But uh, but yeah, I get the sentiment, and I think just having at least one kind of backup plan, like some extra non candy type things that you can use as a, as an in between if you do have to make another run or if you're getting ready to shut down. Yeah, I mean. Don't don't send yourself into financial turmoil by getting candy because you're literally just giving it all away. So do what's right for you. I understand the sentiment here. I understand having to do something, um, but it sounds like doing it until you run out is going to be is going to be the best thing. And that also hedges against the possibility of one of your kids friends showing up and getting turned away and there being that embarrassment. It does. It does hedge against that. This one is, am I the astronaut for being so scared in a haunted house that I acted crazy in front of my boyfriend's family, then jumped a gate to leave? I went in with my boyfriend and his family to a scare house that was supposed to be extremely scary. It was something they'd been planning for a New Year's family thing. It was apparently a family tradition that started with a New Year's horror movie nights and when the kids were teens and somehow escalated? Question mark. I mentioned being nervous about it, like I've had a history of childhood trauma, so sometimes stuff affects me weirdly. But he said that they have a get out word, and if I feel overwhelmed, I can just say it. But can I at least be game enough to try? All of his siblings' girlfriends have. Well, we went. I immediately went to that mental place where I got that thousand-yard stare and shit didn't feel real. A few times, the scare actors tried to jump at me in particular or reach out towards me, and I honestly have pretty good reflexes from doing martial arts all of my life, so each time I just lifted an arm to block, kind of muscle memory and not even thinking. My boyfriend and his brother were apparently trying to talk to me, and it just didn't even register that I was being talked to at all. And when he tried to lean in to talk to me, I started physically blocking him from getting near 
near me too and was acting like I didn't even recognize him. At one point, we went into a new room and a bunch of actors jumped in to scare us. The previous room had been shut by a gate and I was honestly frightened enough that I just spun on my heel and jumped the gate. My boyfriend is yelling at me and one of the actors apparently dropped character, but none of that made it through. I just took a beeline back to the car and left. It took me like half an hour to come back to myself and remember that I'd driven my boyfriend to the thing and I drove back. And apparently the employees had stopped the whole thing and were trying to get my boyfriend's mom who'd booked the thing to pay for the gate that I hopped and broke a hinge off of. I paid for it, but they were pissed at me. I told everyone I got scared. It wasn't on purpose. And on the way back, my boyfriend chewed me out for not saying that I wanted to leave the haunted house. I said, look, I knew I'd probably get freaked out. Why did you invite me if you wanted to have a fun time? Like, honestly, he's mad. I got into fight or flight after that's literally what I said would happen. He said that it was embarrassing in front of his family. And I ended up getting pissed off. Like, look, I'm not even embarrassed that my body knows how to save its own ass. Maybe you ought to be embarrassed by all y'all cowering and screaming at everything. He got really mad at that saying it was up and I was going through life like everything's gonna with me. Am I the astronaut for how the haunted house went? No, you can't. You, I think you said it yourself here, OP. You can't control it. This is this is something that was uh, that was muscle memory, fight or flight that, uh, that because of trauma that you went through and you explained that to him ahead of time. So you had a good explanation for this. You warned him. Apparently, he hasn't dealt with someone who has gone through that kind of thing or who, who has that kind of thing um, and, and been into the thousand yard stair state where you just can't even get through to them. He's never dealt with it before none of them have uh, that's that's pretty clear here but you warned him you warned him and for him to not not be like oh my god babe are you okay like I've, I've it was scary that you like we couldn't even get through to you like what was going on are you okay what do we need to do no he was pissed off that you embarrassed him his main concern was not for your state or your safety it was for how people perceived him to be he was most pissed off that he was embarrassed screw this guy nah you are NTA here, but your uh, your brozo boyfriend is an ask on one for not giving a shit and for only thinking about himself. Screw that guy. Get away from him. He's never going to understand. Ever. And even if it wasn't some kind of trauma-driven thousand-yard stair fight-or-flight response where it was complete muscle memory that took over, even if it wasn't something that deep or serious, even if it was just just you being scared. He was more concerned about himself and he will always be more concerned about himself. Get out. You treat that relationship like you did that haunted house and run. There you go. Am I the astronaut for taking my cousin to see an 18 plus horror film? I, 28 female, have two cousins, Dan, 19 male, and Anna, 15, soon to be 16 female. And I am very close to them as I used to look after them when they were younger. Now, Anna is currently going through a period in her life where she finds romantic or teenage films boring and is really into horror and slasher films and games. While with games, her parents are fine with her playing whatever she wants, her mom can be a bit funny when it comes to films. She is fine with Anna watching most of the slasher films, but draws the line at some horrors, even according to Anna, she has seen worse and scarier things while playing horror games. For real, the new, like the newer generation of horror games is, is 
terrifying, especially if you're doing VR. Holy crap. As my boyfriend was off in another city with work, I had a spare cinema ticket to one of the new horror films, Evil Dead Rise, and asked if Anna wanted to come with me and watch it. It was this week. She was excited and said yes, as that's a film she was waiting for a while for, as she adores the franchise. I have also told her parents I would pick her up and bring her back home. We had a 6 p.m. showing, and the film finished before 8 p.m., so not exactly a late one. Without giving any details, Anna really enjoyed the film and was almost glued to the screen. Well, I had to turn around a few moments because I found it too gory. She was talking about the film nearly nonstop in the car and was really thankful that I took her to watch it as she enjoyed it a lot. After I dropped her off, she spent some time with her brother Dan discussing the film and playing some games before going to bed. Dan watched it on the opening night. However, the next day, I got a not-so-nice text from their mother my aunt, saying that I'm an asshole for breaking her rules and taking Anna to see the film when she wasn't allowed. Apparently, Anna wanted to see it with Dan originally, but after my aunt found out what film it was, she said Anna shouldn't be watching it. And when me and Anna went to see it this week, Anna said we were watching a different film. Oh no, Anna. Even after I reminded my aunt that she, she is also a gamer herself, allows both of them to play games with worse content than the film, she wasn't having it and said I'm no longer welcome to come around their house. Oof. Oh, uh, that, that was a response. Um, okay, so the question here is, am I the ass cannot for taking my cousin to see an 18 plus horror film? Her cousin is almost 16. Uh, no, because as far as OP knew here, the parents said it was okay. It was Anna who decided to lie to her parents, right? That's not your fault, OP. How the hell did you know? OP, you didn't, you did nothing wrong here. I'm NTAing it because you had no way of knowing that Anna was lying to her mom about it. It's not your fault. Also, I agree with you that, that, you know, allowing them to play horror games, but not watch horror movies is hypocritical, but it's also not your decision on how to parent those kids. That is the parent's decision. As ridiculous as we might think it is, it's not our choice. We don't get to enforce that for them. That is their choice. However, in this case, Anna lied to her. You did not. That is not your fault. NTA. Am I the astronaut for scaring a worker at a Halloween haunted house? My girlfriend loves being scared. It's her thing. I'm not going to be all macho and pretend that nothing scares me. Heights give me the heebie-jeebies. So we went to a haunted house event. Not that crazy one where they actually torture you and you have to sign a 40-page waiver, but it was still pretty extreme. I think we have all seen the pictures of groups of people recoiling in fear. I, however, do not startle easily. And I have a difficult time suspending disbelief. So the guy chasing us through the haunted house with the chainsaw wasn't scary to me. My girlfriend was scared from the disorientation and the noise and the best really amazing costume, but I played along. I let the actors chase us. I hid with her in a closet where the back falls away and there's a Japanese ghost girl in it. It was fun and my girlfriend was happy. When we got to the last room, the one where they take the picture of your group being scared, I didn't react to the thing that scares everyone else. I won't spoil it, but I can understand why it would scare people. So we got out and we went to see the pictures and there we are, a group of six people with five cowering in fear and me looking slightly interested at the way they pulled off the effect. I told my girlfriend I was so scared that I froze. So anyway, we go have a few drinks and some food at a pub down the way. And on the way back to the car, I saw one of the guys from the haunted house vaping in the alley. So I walked up quietly behind him and whispered, Come here, honey. In a deep, gravelly voice. I'm six foot two and about 275. And I look a little bit like someone you would not want to share a prison cell with. 
I was just joking, but he jumped and knocked over some bottles that were on the ledge by him. I apologized for my silly prank, but he looked pissed, and the other actors got that I was joking and laughed. I didn't touch him or anything. That would have been rude. My girlfriend said that I was an asshole for scaring him on his break. I feel kind of bad about it, but you would think a guy who does that for work would have a better sense of humor about being scared. Edit already, damn it. I gave him 20 bucks for more beer because I felt bad about him knocking his over. 20 bucks? He gave the guy 20 bucks. What the hell? Okay, so uh, so the question here is, am I the astronaut for scaring a worker at a Halloween haunted house? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, in in my opinion here, no. It's all fair game. Um, I mean, granted, you chose to be scared. He did not choose to be scared but i think if you are working at a haunted house you have to be you have to understand that that kind of shit's gonna happen um yeah that's my opinion here also you gave the dude 20 bucks for beer so uh, any kind of level of assholery that you might have been a part of you quickly negated um you quickly negated by actually paying him more than enough for for some beers to replace what he knocked over so your girlfriend saying that you an asshole i don't know that the pretense here of you not being scared in the in the spook house has um has any bearing on you being more or less of an asshole in this instance at all um so it's really just the isolated thing of you coming up behind him and scaring this guy and him knocking over his beer and him looking pissed probably more so about knocking over his beer um and that's understandable but but you paid for it everybody's scaring everybody around that time. And the people around you are wearing like terrifying things. I would just, I would just assume that if I worked in a haunted house, that some, one of my coworkers or somebody was going to try to spoob me at some point. That's what I would assume. What do you say? Candy thunder. What do you think? You worked in a haunted house. When was this? Yeah. How did that go for you? <laughs> she said she looked scary. That's all you remember Is that you looked scary. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.